Welcome to the Heme Consult Podcast, a weekly inspiration infusion for women of color and hematology. Dear woman of color and hematology, Heme Consults is your personal space to rest, recharge, and renew your spirit with a weekly infusion of inspiration from hematologist Dr. Toyasi Anwemena. Every Sunday, Dr. Anwemena will remind you that you are a superstar and have everything you need to succeed in your incredible career as a hematologist. Welcome to the Hematology Sisterhood that will transform your world. Hello, welcome to the Heme Consults Podcast. I'm your host, Tayasi Anwemena, hematologist, physician scientist, educator, entrepreneur, and advisor. And today's episode is called Become a Mentor. All right, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know exactly what I'm going to say. So you could stop listening right now. But I'm going to ask you not to, because I think I have some cool things to say that will be helpful to you. Our theme scripture is 2 Samuel chapter 9. And we'll start first with a word of encouragement. So I want to say, oh, woman of color in hematology, that you are more than capable. You are more than capable of leading your own career and then turning around and helping others lead their careers as well. You've been leading yourself for a very long time. Nobody got you through medical school. You got yourself through medical school. You worked hard. You studied. You faced challenges. You overcame the odds. Oh, woman of color, you made it because you led yourself through. You led yourself through residency. You led yourself through fellowship or may still be leading yourself through fellowship. But you have led yourself this whole time. And no, you don't get to a faculty career and then start looking for someone who's going to lead your career because you know what? It is still you leading this amazing ship. You're not abdicating your responsibility to a mentor. You are the mentor, leading yourself and leading others as well. So I just want to encourage you to have a shift in perspective. You are a leader who has been leading yourself for over 10 years or more of this journey in hematology. And therefore, you have the power and the capability to continue to lead yourself even when you're not sure exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And furthermore, you also have the capacity, the power, and potentially the obligation to help lead others through successfully as well. Because by now, you've figured out a lot of things that may have taken you a long time to figure out. And what an opportunity to turn around and help somebody else succeed. And we'll talk about what that might look like. Okay. Let's turn now to today's episode called Become a Mentor. So I have shared over the last couple of weeks of the series on mentoring of different experiences that I've had in the mentoring arena. And some of them have been, actually most of them were not as positive as I wanted them to be. But over time, I started to recognize that There were people who had done things and were teaching things that I could learn from and then use them to lead my own career. 
Well, in the midst of that, sometimes I still defaulted to this space of, oh my goodness, I need a mentor. Life would be better with a mentor. You know, the whole thing that, the whole feeling of being deficient because there's a missing person in your life. And really, I mean, I am not judging myself. There's a prevailing paradigm in hematology and academic medicine in general that if you don't have a mentor, your career doesn't go anywhere. And this paradigm is so prevailing that we actually end up believing it for ourselves, even when we know internally that it's not 100% true. The more we hear something, the more we start to believe that it's true. And so everywhere I went where people were telling me, you're, you're, you don't have a primary mentor, this is a problem for you, I started to internalize that. And even though I was getting all this help and succeeding, Without this primary mentor person, I still had the sense that if only I had a primary mentor, life would be better. At least people would stop giving me the look of like, oh, she has no primary mentor. She's not succeeding. Anyway, so, you know, it wasn't until I I finally met this young person. This young person was, I, I didn't know this person. We had, I had been rounding on the heme consult service and this person came up to me and actually somebody introduced him and said he would like to round with you i was like sure i love having trainees round with me on the consult service because i believe hematology is like super awesome and i love to teach hematology so i was super excited and i asked him to come join me and so he joined me and i think we rounded together that week and we may have rounded again of the following week and he said you know dr woman i want to work with you and I thought, you want to work with me? I want to work with someone else. I don't have any, I, I, I'm looking for help. I can't help you. But he was pretty persistent. He was like, I want to work with you. I want to work with you. And I was like, sure, let's think about it. And you know, I'm very, very, <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm a recovering people pleaser who also will always put other people's needs, well, not always, because now I'm recovered. I, I think very differently about things now. But I was very much like, okay, how can I help you? I wasn't even thinking about how can I help you help me? <laughs> I was very much like, okay, how can I help you advance? And I was trying to think about what can you do that I can help mentor you in? And, you know, I just actually was kind of like, I, I, I wasn't sure how to help. I wasn't sure how to help him because I just didn't really, I mean, I'd been in, in such a frame of looking for a mentor that I had not thought to establish myself as a mentor. So I didn't have projects. I mean, I clearly had a lot that needed to get done, but I hadn't really built a system that allowed people to come and take work from my hands and do it for me or do it on my behalf in service of their own careers. I just didn't have a system. And so I struggled a little bit. And to his credit, he was very patient with me. And um, so I started giving him projects to work on. And this guy would just knock projects out of the park. And actually, I would tell you that I was surprised. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't have been, right? Because anyone who's gone through medical training is, is very high functioning and usually able to accomplish many things. And so I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was because I just had never had that experience of having a trainee in my own research program. Yeah, I published with trainees. I did that all the time in terms of case reports or different clinical vignettes, but within my own research program, I never actually had a mentee. So this was a new experience for me, but the more I put him on projects that I would otherwise have wanted to be first author on, he was first author, and then I moved to senior author, 
and and the relationship continued through this person's medical school career and then residency career now beyond residency one of the changes that happened to me over the course of this experience was i stopped actively looking for a mentor because i had a growing realization that i was becoming a mentor and that was super exciting and it was really cool to just watch how i transitioned And then all of a sudden I started looking for projects and more and more things for him to do so he could write them. And and it's gotten to be that now over time, this person has gotten very good at just, you know, developing projects and taking them and running with them. But there was a lot of activation energy initially to help him learn things and learn how manuscripts were structured, how to do discussions and, and all those things that go into really teaching someone how to do something you already know how to do well. And so that was a really, really, really cool experience. And it definitely opened my eyes to see how else could I involve people in some of the work I was doing? Because I recognized that even though there was some investment needed, it had the opportunity to really take me far. And so I'll end that story there. And I just want to share a few lessons from that story. You know, all this while I had been investing energy into looking for a mentor and I was actually missing opportunities to mentor somebody else. So all the while I was thinking about my own deficit, I wasn't thinking that maybe other people had deficits that I actually could meet needs. (laughs) And so this insane obsession with finding the one, the one mentor actually also held me back, not just from advancing in my own career, but from helping others advance in their own careers. And so I think I wanted to share from this that many of the times when we are in this deficit mindset of lack, of not having enough, we are so inward focused. We're focused on us and what we have and what what we don't have, what our gaps are, that we can't see the need around us. And so you know, I'm grateful that this person was bold enough to come ask me. But if I had been in a different state of mind, perhaps I would have looked around and said, hey, can I be of help to you? And definitely now I'm definitely more oriented towards how can I help serve you and help be a mentor? Hey, this podcast is born out of my desire to mentor as many people as possible. And this only became possible when I stopped looking at the deficits I had and started looking to see how I could actually help somebody else. Another lesson that comes out of this space for me is that becoming a mentor actually helped me take the focus off of myself and now focus on somebody else's success. And and it was really exhilarating and a wonderful experience and it continues to be where I'm succeeding because this person is succeeding, so actually I'm succeeding through him, but just not even worrying anymore about myself and focusing on how can I help him succeed really helped me grow in leaps and bounds because now I wasn't looking for someone to tell me how do we structure the discussion of the manuscript. I was the one who was saying, this is how we should structure the discussion. So in order to help him grow, I had to grow first because I couldn't give what I didn't have. And it wasn't that I didn't know how to do these things, but in a sense, because I had abdicated the responsibility to this mentor person to be named, 
I wasn't taking the time to, in a sense, challenge myself to take the risk and do something that I thought I might be able to do. But now because somebody was before me who needed decisions on how we would write manuscripts, where would we submit to, how would we structure the discussion, how would we write up the results, I had to step into a place of leadership and lead myself so that I could lead him. And that brings me to lesson number three, which was that the key to my success all along where I thought it lay within a primary mentor who would take me to nirvana, the key to my own success was actually helping others succeed. And my relationship in this mentoring situation allowed me to realize my own success because I was helping other people achieve their own success. And that now is a theme for me and is the reason why you're listening to my voice on this audio is that I recognize that when I can help others succeed, I succeed as well. And that is a really important thing that came out of this space. And I have to tell you may have been the cure, you know, for my, the final cure, the final, final cure for my deficit mindset because the moment I became a mentor, it no longer mattered that I didn't have a mentor myself. And now instead of looking for the one, (laughs) I have become the one. The one I never had is the one I have become. (laughs) And that's super exciting. I mean, can one person be the one really I I advise my mentees to have many mentors. I cannot be the one that supplies all their need because I'm just not able to. But I do know that one opportunity that this mentoring experience has given me and more is to create the environments I didn't have in my first mentoring relationship, is to create the faith that I didn't have in my second mentoring relationship in which there was doubt. And so that's been a real win and has been a real enhancement to my career. So what are my calls to action for you? Well, call number one is to ask you to look around for people who you can help. And so what is kind of like underlying, which I don't say is stop looking for this one mentor. I've said it a lot of times. This is, I think, the last episode I have for a while on mentoring. So I guess I'm going to beat the dead horse and no one should ever be beating a horse. I want to say it again. Stop looking for the one and not saying the one doesn't exist for you. But just while you're spending energy looking for the one, you don't have the opportunity to become the one to someone else. And so I'm encouraging you to look around you. Who needs help? that you already have expertise, you've already accomplished something, you've come through, you can mentor somebody else too. The thing that you think you need your primary mentor, the gap you need somebody else to help fill is the gap that you can fill for somebody else. And so I wanna encourage you to look around and ask, who can I help? Who can I support? And honestly, that's gonna be a lot of people who look like you because the environment in which we practice, the environment in which our careers exist, tend to favor those who are not underrepresented in medicine. And you as a woman of color in hematology have the opportunity to help another person who's 
underrepresented in medicine, you have the opportunity because those are in general going to be the people that you are able to reach out to and see and find to help. So I want to ask you to look around and find someone you can help. This week, find someone that you can help and be a mentor to. My call to action number two is when you find them, create opportunities that help them win. You've got to find wins for them. And what you'll find is, is as you're creating wins for them, you're creating wins for yourself. And you're becoming more creative in how to create wins. And you'll recall all the people who couldn't help you create wins for one reason or another. And you will be able to create wins for this person, the kind of wins that you haven't had for yourself. And so becoming a mentor and creating opportunities that help your mentees win allows you to become more creative and finding more opportunities to help more mentees win. And so you'll discover that when you can mentor one person in the thing in which you thought you needed mentoring yourself, and all of a sudden you grow in that space and you're able to offer more to many more people. And so I want to invite you to create opportunities that help your mentees win. And this also says that don't be like some of the mentors that you may have experienced who are just about growing themselves. And they're not about the mentee. They ask mentees to do things that don't advance the mentee's own career. You're not going to be that kind of mentor. You're going to be the kind of mentor who helps your mentees win and helps your mentees win with dignity, with respect, and with honor. You're going to be that person because that's the kind of person that you are. You're not going to perpetrate the badness that exists in the academy, even though you have experienced that yourself. You're going to create opportunities to help your mentees win and to be whole, wonderful people in the process of their winning. Call to action number three is to remind you that as you're helping them win, you make sure that win helps you win as well. And I say this because when I first started with this mentee, I was just all about how can you be helped? How can I help you? Like, how can I help you? And I was thinking of projects that had no bearing on the current projects I was working on because I felt like, well, those are the projects I need to work on because I'm the primary mentee of, you know, nameless mentor. And when I started asking this mentee to work on my projects, then it allowed us to both win because he would win as a first author on a manuscript and I would win as a senior author on the manuscript. Go figure. So instead of me being the first author and then my mentor being the senior author, I was now in a position to be the senior author a little bit early because I was helping him win in a way that helped me win. And so I just want to encourage you to be strategic about helping mentees win in such a way that you both win. Don't sacrifice yourself at the expense of that mentee because if you don't succeed, then guess what? That mentee doesn't succeed either. And you may not even be able to provide help for other mentees who need you. So you want this mentoring relationship to serve you and your mentee. You are creating a win for you and a win for them. It's a win-win. And I'm asking you to do that. Create wins where you win as well. Don't create wins where you lose. (laughs) Never win-lose. Always win-win for you and your mentee. So I think that brings me to the end of this podcast episode. And I just want to ask you if this podcast episode was helpful to you, if you think of another woman of color in hematology to whom this 
might be helpful or for whom this might be helpful, then please share it with them. And also subscribe because it helps us to get noticed. It get, helps our podcast to come before more people. The more you subscribe, the more popular the podcast becomes and the more people have a chance to listen to it. And then talk to me. Talk to me about any content that you want to see. You're like, Dr. Nwamana, you've talked about mentoring, but you have not mentioned XYZ. I'd be happy to create an episode or bonus episode that helps address some of the mentoring questions specifically that you might have. So if you think that you want to talk to me about creating something specially for you, let me know. Send me a message. You can, you can reach me at info at coagcoach.com, but I definitely want to hear from you. And I hope you'll share with me how this podcast helps you and also what topics might be interesting to you. And that will help me so that I can continue to help you and create wins for you as well as wins for me. So as you go on in this week, I just want to ask you to go out and be a mentor to others. Look around, see who you find and share your amazing skills with them. Because you know what? A woman of color in hematology, we learned today that you have exceptional skill in leading your own career. And now I invite you to lead not just your own career, but also the careers of those around you. As you go on in your week, be confident in your abilities to lead others as well as yourself. Have a great week. Continue the conversation with me online at coagcoach.com. And for everyone else, I'll see you next time. Take care.